Welcome to The Lorraine Murphy Show. If you're anything like me, you want a successful, abundant business, epic energy, a growth mindset, vibrant health, and beautiful relationships. And this podcast sets out to help us achieve all of that together. I've been in the entrepreneurship arena for almost a decade now and have mentored hundreds of other business owners. So I know what goes on behind the scenes and what it takes to succeed. This podcast shares the tips, tricks, learnings, and lessons I lean on in order to blend the different facets of my life as an entrepreneur, author, wife, and mama to two gorgeous little humans. Let's jump in to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. I'm actually really, it feels like a big novelty because I'm sitting down to record just as me. I've done so many interviews this these last couple of seasons. So yeah, it's almost unusual now for me to sit down and do an episode all by myself. So thank you so much for joining me for these last couple of seasons. As you may have guessed, I am loving talking all things business, but also all the things that we need to support us in order to run the the successful businesses that we want to run. And before I kick into this week's episode, I need to say a huge thank you to Nature Nate's Honey for partnering with me, not just on on the show, but also on Instagram as well over the last few months. Believe me, a lot of my business planning was fueled by the homemade chocolate that I make. I make this incredible chocolate every week with like nut butter and honey and cacao and coconut oil. And I love mixing it up with lots of different toppings. So a lot of my business planning this year and also my business implementation has been fueled by massive chunks of that homemade chocolate. And I use Nature Nate's Honey in it. And I love it because it's organic. It's made from beautiful Aussie bees and it's also raw and unfiltered as well. And you can find it on your the shelves of your local Woolies. So as I mentioned, I have loved talking to lots of different interviewees over the last couple of seasons and talking about lots of other people's businesses. However, I realized I haven't actually shared much about my own business on the show for quite a while. So I wanted to actually record a little episode for this week, which is filling you in on my plans for the year, given that you, as one of my podcast listeners, are a huge part of of my business, of course. And I'm sitting here on a Wednesday morning recording this Our nanny has taken Lexi to school with Wilder. I've got a massive mug of green tea and I successfully navigated this morning because Wade is in Canberra and we have pancakes every Wednesday morning and Lexi was up very early and I was trying to get my miracle morning done. Everyone got out the door sane and and happy (laughs) and energized this morning. So yeah. So a bit of a check-in, I guess, on where I'm at. And yeah, as, as you know, I always feel very self-indulgent when it's just me talking about my business on these episodes. So, um, But as always, I aim to pack as many nuggets of wisdom and hard-earned experience in here as I can. So where I'm at. So if you're not familiar with my story, I started my first business, The Remarkables Group, in my spare bedroom in 2009 and sold that business after five and a half years of leading it. And so coming into, so as I'm recording this, it's February 2022, and I'm coming up to four years in the second business in May. And and honestly, it was much harder than I expected it to be. It was also, I need to, to, to pre-frame that, it was that statement, it was set to the backdrop of a lot of change and also challenge personally, and, and also the massive energy that, that that requires. If any of you have 
moved house or had a baby or navigated some some health issues like you'll know that it requires a huge amount of, of headspace and energy and time to to actually manage whatever's going on and behind the scenes in your business so I think me saying that the business this business has been a lot tougher to grow than I thought it would be it's also heavily caveated with the fact that I had a lot going on personally um but I just underestimated the change <laughs> Of business model. So I went from running as a talent agency for social influencers, which we then evolved into being a, a strategic house for influencer marketing. So I, run, I, I moved from running an agency model where I was leading a team where there was lots of other people who were pretty much delivering the product or services that we were selling to running this model, which is A, an online business. B, I'm responsible for pretty much all, unless it's like an automated through an online program, I'm responsible for all of the delivery, like the product. Uh, it's been seismic. It's been a really, really huge change that, as I said, I really didn't expect. <laughs> and I've also made it a lot harder than it needed to be because I love creating new things. And starting this business was like a free pass to me doing whatever the fuck I wanted in my business. So there's been memberships, there's been retreats, there's been three books, four online programs that I can think of. I'm sure there's more. There's three mastermind programs that I've run. Um, so they've run for the last 18 months, so six months each. So they've run back to back for 18 months. I've had well over 100 mentees, so one-on-one mentees. I launched a cook-up club. There's been a lot. And I actually did... um a full day of coaching with the coach myself in December. And the co- <laughs> I was trying to give like the coach and her team member, like just a quick overview of, you know, me and, and the business. And I think it took about an hour to actually fully give them the full download on all the different products that I created in three and a half years. So don't get me wrong. I've had an absolute ball I've gotten to work with and also be invited into the lives of hundreds, uh, sorry, thousands, actually hundreds of one-on-one mentees, but thousands and thousands of people. Um, They're mostly women. Although I did get a really lovely note uh, through my website the other day from a macadamia farmer in like full-on country Australia who had somehow picked up Remarkability, my first book about building a business. And he just loved it and sent me the most beautiful note about it. And he said, I hope what did he say? I hope, Lorraine, that you and Wade have some ankle biters kicking around now because Remarkability was written in 2016 um, because you're both such inspiring people. It was just so beautiful. You just realize, you know, you're putting, I, I mean, most of what I put out there is for is for women and mostly female entrepreneurs. But it's just really lovely when you get almost a, like a wild card like that who who, who follows your work and, and gets something out of it. It's, it's really special. So I've had an absolute ball. And... I think also Wilder arriving last year has put like an extra impetus on me to really crystallize on, well, who I'm here to serve and also how I'm here to serve them. And I remember when I interviewed Denise Duffield-Thomas for this show and I was asking her because something I see a lot of in women is that, you know, I've, I want to start a business or I've got my business, but I also want to have a family or I already have a family and I just don't see how I can grow my business or start a business when I've got the the epic mental load and just time, energy, <laughs> headspace investment that, that small people require. And I asked Denise that question. I said, you know, do you actually think women can build successful businesses as when, when they're mothers? And Denise said, yeah, absolutely. She said, 
she's got three kids and she said with every child she had her business doubled and I just love that I thought that was so powerful when she shared that with me so I think with Wilder arriving it's put extra yeah it's put extra impetus on me to say okay Lorraine where where is this business going and also I think it's an Irish term but put a stop to my gallop of creating flipping endless things every single week um, and just get really double down on what it is that I know works, what I know that I love doing in my business and what I know that really, really helps helps people in, in their lives and businesses. So I can really feel that energy swirling around me right now and, and around my business of it's it's ready to go big and I'm ready to go big. And oh, I've said this, I don't even know who I was chatting to, I've said this to a couple of people, but we had... um. So if you're not familiar with our story, we, we had two miscarriages in 2018 and then pretty much took, oh, I got that right. God, I should know that. 2019, sorry, we lost two babies. And we pretty much took a year off having ba- trying for babies to, to get well, for me to get well mentally and physically and all of the things. And, and then we got pregnant with Wilder in, um, later on in 2020. And he was born in June last year in 2021. So I feel like that whole, and even though we weren't trying to have babies, like it was still very much front and center of my psyche because also just conscious of my age and that didn't want like a 12 year age gap between Lexi and, and our future baby. So that, um, headspace of want to have a baby when's it going to happen like that still took up a lot of headspace even in the year that we weren't even trying to have a baby so I think there's something for me about Wilder dropping <laughs> last year and just feeling like and I don't know if our family is complete we're, we're on the fence on that one but for now our family is complete and I feel like you know we're, we're at the other side of the really newborn days he's um yeah he's eating like an absolute monster <laughs> three massive meals a day plus snacks one as many snacks as we will give him he will eat so I feel like that real like uh, intense dependence on me has lessened a lot because he's as I'm recording this he's seven and a half months old so coming into this year 2022 I'm like it is on so hard this year for my business and not just business but life like I feel like I'm really ready for what am I saying I'm ready for a bigger life and a bigger business. Like I'm really ready for it. And I think a lot of that is because I feel like Wilder is here and we've navigated the baby, baby time. And, and I feel like now there's a level of predictability as as much predictability as we can ever have. (laughs) I know I'm not taking three months out of my business this year to go have a baby, for example. So I feel that energy swirling around me right now. And I have, um, Kiki K journals. So I think I'm just trying to count them. They're all stacked here beside me in my office. I think I've got 12 years now of Kiki K journals, the day per, per, day per page journals. And I write in that every night. And normally I choose like pastels. So I'm looking at it now. There's like a kind of a salmon pink. There's a lavender. There's a turquoise. There's a real, what would you call that? Baby pink, I guess. So they're all very, and, and baby, like a really pastel yellow. They're all very pastel. And this year in December, when I was picking my, my, journal for this year I picked like pillar box red like it's bright red with like gold embossing with my name on it it's like this year is here I want this (laughs) I want this journal to look like when I've got like 30 of these journals stacked on a bookshelf somewhere in whatever home we're living in at that point like I want the red one to stand out of like that's the year that everything changed it's it's really symbolic for me and when I say changed I don't mean like everything's been terrible at all it's more just as I said I'm ready I'm ready to take it big in this business now and it's the first time I've really felt like that in this business sip of tea 
So what I'm planning this year. Okay, I've got a few different points. First of all, massive streamlining. So next month in March, I'm launching a brand new platform and that encompasses my different areas of passion, but in order to serve female entrepreneurs, it's, I love it. I love it so hard. So in order for that to happen, I've been diligently creating space for that. So at home, that means tackling all the clutter hotspots. Wade and I did our usual annual clear out, but I've been on a mission like every week, normally like on a Wednesday or Saturday, I tackle another hotspot that I found just to clear. It's, it sounds, I think if you listen to the show, you will, you will feel like this makes sense, but it's about clearing the physical space so that there's energetic space for, for new things to, to drop in. But when I, when I, when I, I say that for the business, um, I've, I've, I've really created a lot of space in the business. So I've closed down multiple revenue streams. Um, so I closed down my love club with my much loved love club uh, late last year. I've taken pretty much everything out of my online store. So, I mean, I probably had about 25, 30 products and my online store did well. It, um, I think it brought in about 40, 45 K revenue last year. Yeah, that would be right. I did. Yeah. 30, 10 and about 5 K over the year. So it did really well last year. So it, might sound counterintuitive to do that. And and I've looked at other people doing that in their businesses where they close down like a pretty profitable element of their business. And I'm like, why? Like it was making money. But for me, it's just about a blank canvas this year. And that anything new that I add to my store is going to be very much in line with this, with this new platform that I'm creating. So I've also um, stopped selling my books online. I've stopped selling my affirmation cards online. So everything feels very clear and clean and there none of those were easy decisions to make it's always hard particularly when it's something you adore like my love club group like loved that membership and and still love the women that that are that were in it but it was just time to create something new and and they're aware of that that there's something new coming in march um and yeah so that that streamlining has been very much about creating energetic space, but also just more time to actually go and create this, this new um, platform that I'm, that I'm working on at the moment. The second big thing for this year is building a growth infrastructure. So back in my days of the Remarkables group, I had almost like a motto that I lived by in that business. And that was to build this business in so that it could easily double tomorrow if it needed to, because we worked with really big brands like Woolworths and Qantas and Bonds and Rekka Ben Kieser and GlaxoSmithKline, like we worked with some really, really big brands and corporates and we would get, we could potentially get, and it did happen, a 150k campaign from one of our, our big clients. And that was it. Like that was, it was on in terms of the, the team resource, our influencer resource, our systems, the processes, everything. So from day one in that business, I built it like if this had to double tomorrow, it could do that. And, and I always had that growth mentality to, to building the business. And I don't feel like I've done that as much in this current business. And I think a lot of that was, I mean, what I said at the start, because there's so much going on personally over the last few years, and um, that I don't feel like I had the, the bandwidth that I probably had with TRG. Um, but also I was still figuring out what it was I was doing and, and, you know, what worked, what did I love doing? What did people love me doing? What, what made money? You know, what, what made me feel like I'm really challenging myself? So, so I think there's been a lot of figuring out. And this year, as I said, it is on. <laughs> this is the year of being on. So I've been super intentional about building a growth infrastructure this year in the business. Um, 
and a few different things that I've done. So I, w- I want to share this with you because if, if you're running your own business or you're planning one, I think um, some of some of this will, will will hopefully help you, if not all of it, hopefully. So first thing, big big change in terms of building a growth infrastructure is team team changes. So this has actually been quite organic. Um, my assistant in the business was offered full time work in her her other role that she was working with while she was with me all last year, and so she finished up in January. And then AJ, who has just been my my right hand woman in my business for oh, two and a half years now, her own business is taking off massively. So she's stepping out of my business at the end of, of February. So there's been some nice or not nice, but like this, been, it's been very organic. It hasn't been like, that's it. I'm sick of my team. I'm getting rid of them all and starting again. It's and I think that's that's how it feels when you're in flow, like things unfold very organically. So some big decisions I made in the team. So I actually split my assistant's role in two. So what I have done is I've given the more senior level of that role. Um, so the essentially being the, the uh, how I've described it is, um, how can I describe it? So Laura, who's, who's now my make it happen manager, which is what I call that, 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 that role now. So she's, it's a more senior role than what I had in my business last year. And, and she is pretty much front of house in my business. So if you interact with my business, whether it's through sending an email or you sign on as me- for mentoring and you were, you were booking in your whole package, like we book all the dates in from day one in, in the mentoring package. And um, that's going to be Laura and, and, yeah, so that's that's front of house, I guess, is, is how I describe Laura. And and I've made that role more senior and I've I've made I've given her more response more responsibility within the business within that role as well and increased increased the hourly rate. And then the other thing I've done then, so everything that um when I when I kind of split that role down the middle, the the assistance role last year, I've given the more, I guess, junior level, the more process driven elements of the business, the more design driven, the more tech driven, like managing our CRM. I've given that to Cara, who's a VA in the Philippines. And how I'm describing Cara is she's back of house. She makes all the things hum along with efficiency so that it makes everything, every every person that interacts with my business, it's a more beautiful experience. It's a more efficient experience. It's a more responsive experience. And then that, so that's how I've done it. So pretty much what I've done is for what I was paying my assistant last year, I've gotten a more senior level person, a more junior level person for the same amount of money, if that makes sense, because the, the rate's gone up for um, the make it happen manager. The rate's gone down slightly for the, the make it happen coordinator. And that it, the other thing I've done as well with the team is I have actually onboarded them properly because I've always hired um, like assistants and admin people that generally whoever was, was the most senior person in my business, like Michelle, when Michelle was more involved in my business, as opposed to working with me with mentoring, Michelle Broadbent and, or AJ, they would just train the new people up. And I, I was pretty hands off in terms of the onboarding process. And I was really committed to like making this team, not making it, but like gelling this team together and, and starting setting them up for success from day one. And also being really clear about what my expectations of, of this new team were. So, and the only time I could do it, why was that? It was like Australia Day week. And I was doing a lot of like all day mentoring with some new annual mentees. So the only time I could do it was 7 p.m. on a Tuesday, which was not ideal. Um, but happily they were, they were both okay to do it. And AJ was on that session as well. And I was, I prepared a presentation, which was probably the world's ugliest presentation, but I did it. <laughs> and I stepped them through an onboarding presentation. And Wade was 
in the next room in the living room, I was in the office that night and he said to me, he messaged me the next morning. He started doing this thing, which is really sweet of, he sends me this like appreciation messages every few days and they're so beautiful. And he sent me a message. He said, like, babe, I'm so proud of you for everything you're doing in your business. He said, the level of energy with your team last night is like, it's something I haven't seen since your TRG days in, in a team sense. And I was like, yes, he can see it. Like he he can feel that energy um, as well around the the growth intention that I have for the business this year. So yeah, I onboarded the team properly <laughs> and it is humming like we're early days we're almost a month in now to this new team and AJ's still there for for another couple of weeks but it feels awesome like Cara sent me through um I'm hosting an intimate retreat next week for some of my my longtime mentees and I just briefed her with just like pretty much google doc of this is the copy that I want in the the welcome pack for the for my mentees like it's the kind of the pre-departure pack and she sent it through and it's amazing. I was like, oh my God, you're the best find. So good. So team team changes is a massive part of that building, that, that growth infrastructure. The other one is implementing profit first. So I mentioned this in, la 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 la, which I mentioned this in. I gave like a sneak peek to my goals for the year, like not just business, but kind of broader, broader spectrum in my last love letter. And a couple of people messaged me back and said, look, what's what's this profit first thing that you're implementing? So profit first is a methodology and a book written by a guy called Mike Michalowicz. And it just makes sense. And the, the kind of hint is in the name. You pretty much pay yourself your profit first every month, rather than as has happened to me and has happened to so many mentees that I know uh, in my, my business and friends as well who are entrepreneurs where they sit down, have that end of year meeting with their accountant and the accountant said, oh, you did like 250K profit this year. And you kind of go, well, where is it? Like, is it in a bank account somewhere? What's happening? Um, and the accountant's like, well, no, you've actually already spent it. <laughs> so <laughs> profit first pretty much ensures you against doing that to yourself again. So I read the book. I've also sought out... Um, so Mike Michaela, which is a pretty smart move, he's created Profit First Professionals, which are pretty much a team of business coaches, accountants, bookkeepers who are trained on implementing the Profit First methodology in their in their um, clients' businesses. So I reached out to Profit First Professionals. I put in touch with Nadia and I've hired Nadia as I've sorry, changed accounting and bookkeeping to, to her business because she's a Profit First Professional. And I've also separately done one-on-one mentoring with Nadia. So she has worked through all of my goals and everything that I want to create, make happen this year and, and up to five, in five years time. And what she has done is worked back from that saying, okay, well, if this is what you want to do. This is how much money you need to make. And this is how much every fortnight you need to be allocating to your different bank accounts in order to make that happen. It's so genius. It sounds complicated. It's actually really not that complicated. And and actually, as I'm recording this episode in about 50 minutes, I'm going to be interviewing Laura Elkalassi. I will be able to say her name by the podcast interview with her in a few minutes. But she is the CEO of Profit First Australia. So I had a really great chat with Laura. She put me in touch with Nadia. And um, yeah, we're, we're actually going to record a podcast episode on Profit First for, for all of you. So um, she'll probably explain it a million times better than I could ever do. So that's a huge part of my, gro- my growth infrastructure for this year is implementing Profit First from, from the, the get-go. So all my bank accounts are set up. I know my allocations. I've booked in the, the fortnightly allocation times. Um I'm, I'm really excited about that. And the other thing is, now I haven't done this yet. This is on the, the, the quarterly plan for this quarter, but to centralize communication. So because my team has been 
pretty small and and we've almost had a bit of a license to be a bit more on the fly about like project management and so on. Like everything's put into a quarterly timeline. We take it off each week. But in terms of team communication, it, it pretty much lives within a team WhatsApp group. So one of my big goals for this year, again, in line with building that growth infrastructure is to centralize things. So we're just doing a, a, a comparison at the moment between Asana and Monday. And we'll commit to one of those by the end of this quarter. And then everything gets put on that and and that the timeline is pretty much plugged into that. All the new systems and processes we're designing get plugged into that as well. Um, another smaller one, and this is just about growth, the growth infrastructure, like getting things set up so they can grow. Stupid small thing, but takes so much time is setting up a proper image library. So at the moment, I've got an images folder in my business Google Drive. And within that then... <clears throat> I've got like basically we just saved down a folder for every shoot that I do, every photo shoot. Like I'm doing another one this Saturday. So then that would just get dropped into the folder as well. But the problem then is that like there's no like standardized filing for it. So that's something that Cara, um, my new make it happen coordinator is working on is actually creating like a proper filing system with proper filing so that if I want an image for Instagram or we need an image for a new sales page that bang, it's easy to find one. And and the other part of building a growth infrastructure is transitioning over to Kajabi. So if you're not familiar with Kajabi, it's a CRM. It's also a learning management system. It's also an email system. So I'm doing that in two phases. Phase one is this new platform that I'm launching in March will run off Kajabi. So you'll land on my Lorraine Murphy website. You'll click on the, the name of the new platform on the, the nav bar, navigation bar at the top of my website. And that will take you to a separate Kajabi page. And then once we're on the other side of that launch, which is obviously hugely, um, it's, it's quite time and labor intensive, that launch. And then we will transition my whole website onto Kajabi at that point. So there, I guess, some of the different touch points towards building that growth infrastructure this year. And then the other thing for this year is building my new platform. So I went to Bali in September 2020 and I was not in a great place. We had just lost the second baby I just launched Baby Remarkable. Um, I was feeling pretty lost in my business, just flat, just not in a good place, basically. And I went to Bali for a week of, I guess, recovery time. And I feel like I, I reconnected with my soul on that on that trip on that week. And and something I'd planned in was I think I was there until the Friday, and on the Thursday I had planned in almost a full day of downloading like where do I want my business to be what where do I want it to go what do I want it to be and so on and I went to a place called oh my god can I remember what it's called alchemy if anyone knows um alchemy in in Ubud in Bali it's like a raw food restaurant and it's just so beautiful and I just pretty much sat cross-legged on like a little day bed and just downloaded I created this whole model for this new business that at that point I was saying it will live alongside to uh, live alongside Lorraine Murphy, and um, and then a few months later I had the idea for the name and what I was going to call it. And when I did the day with the business coach in December last year, so the coach I worked with was Tina Tower, and I was telling Tina about we pretty much designed my my new model in that, in that uh, over that day, and we said okay, well all we need now is is a name, and I I kind of felt a bit nervous. It's like when you 
are thinking about a name for your child and you're pregnant or you, you want to have a baby at some point and, and you don't want to share your name in case someone has an opinion, which is why I never shared our baby's names before they were born. Um, but, you know, you, and particularly I think because Wilder was quite an unusual name. So the first few times I told close people, like, I was like, I really hope you like our name. And, and I told them, they're like, oh, we love it. It's awesome. It's such a cool name. And I felt the same with with sharing the name of my new platform with Tina and Jara on her team. I was like, oh, I just felt a bit hesitant. and like, I really hope they love it. And I said the name and, and Tina just sat there and went, yes, it's just got such a cool energy to it. Um, I even got the logo done like two years ago, but we just, I just parked it then after everything happened with babies um, and, and being pregnant with Wilder and, and just trying to get well. So yeah, I'm just very, very grateful that the idea stuck around long enough for me to, to realize it. Um, if you've read Big Magic by Liz Gilbert, she shares this incredible story about how she had an idea for a novel. She didn't progress it because she ended up writing a different book. And and the, the novel, almost the idea just dropped into her friend's head instead, her friend Anne Patchett, who's a, a writer as well. And Anne Patchett wrote this book that Liz Gilbert had been planning on writing three years ago. It was so, it's such a cool story. So I've always been worried that the idea for this platform would slip away and, and it hasn't. So it, the time is now, the time is now to, to make that happen. So yeah, so I am in full getting this ready now. I'm very clear on what it will be as in phase one. There's there's a few different elements of this platform that I want to build over this year and beyond. So I'm very clear on what the first phase of it is. It's just a matter of actually implementing it now and, and getting, getting it ready to go. So this year, this sorry, this month, February is very much about getting ready to launch. And then March is launch phase. So, and I feel like I'm doing this launch properly for the first time. Um, I mean, I've done launches before. They've gone, some of them have gone incredibly well. But this time, I think the biggest difference is I'm actually making time for it. So my calendar is booked out for three weeks around the launch. Um, I'm I'm getting ready now. Like the calendar is booked. Um, I'm getting everything ready now. Like I'm writing the sales page copy this week. So that can be all built and ready to go by the 1st of March. And I'm also, which is something I haven't done before, I'm priming myself for the launch. So I did a session with Rachel Crether. So she's the... Um, clinical hypnotherapist. She practices in rapid transformation therapy. So I did a session with her um, a couple of weeks ago and I've been like so diligent with doing my daily recording. So I'm getting ready for that. And that's all about just letting go of any blocks that I might be creating to get in my own way essentially with this launch and also everything else. I'm also maintaining my monthly kinesiology session with Jackie, my, my brilliant kinesiologist, who I've seen for a long time. Um, but what I've also done is I've booked in an extra couple of sessions around the launch. So just before I head into launch and I'm right mid-launch as well, just to, because launching, it just brings up all your shit. Um, <laughs> it's, it's like, like Wade talks about doing selection for, for commandos, for, for army special forces. I feel like launches are like the online businesses version of commando selection. <laughs> it's so intense. So I'm just, yeah, I just want all my peeps in my corner for, for this time. So I've doing, planned in, already booked in extra kinesiology around that time. And I'm also going to be outsourcing to the max. So dinner ladies will be feeding our family for, for a couple of weeks. Um, I'm going to outsource our laundry. And I've also... Um, but I've pretty much told Wade that I'm not here for two weeks. I'm like, I will be here in body, but my spirit and my my mind is going to be in the business. Of course, I will spend time with my children and, and do all those things. But I've just said to him, like, I really, it's it's in his calendar. Like, I need you to be ready to, to, to roll with the house and the kids. 
so that I can just do this because it's such a big deal for me and for my business. And and he gets that. He's been really, really awesome about that. Um, <laughs> he's awesome about it now. <laughs> See what he's like when he's right in the middle of it. Um, and then the other thing I've done as well, I've, I've booked a holiday either side. So we've got a family holiday, like a, just a, a four day family holiday, four night holiday, five day um, before I head into that launch phase. So I can really kind of fill up the family's love tanks as well and fill mine up with them and just feel like, yeah, rested and recharged. And, and also, how can I phrase this? Like I'm going into the launch being very aware of what really matters, which is, of course, our family and our connection. Um, so, yeah, that that feels good to me. And then a holiday to the other side. So I've booked in a couple of days because everything kicks off on the 1st of April. So when people sign up for the new thing, I just want to tell you about it now. It's so annoying. <laughs> just wait, Lorraine. Just wait a month. Wait a month. So when people sign up, I've got a couple of days to really settle them in and just make sure that everything's you know, wrapped up neatly post-launch. And then I'm taking a couple of days of just total rest day. Again, my calendar's booked out with that. And then we're going away again as a family. We're going to a friend's um, 40th in, down the country in Albury, Albury, that direction. Um, so yeah, that feels really good having a holiday either side as well. So yeah, I'm ready. Like I'm ready for this launch. I'm not ready yet. <laughs> I will be ready um, when, when, when the time rolls around in a month. So yeah, as I mentioned, the new platform, it's for female entrepreneurs and it brings together all my different areas of passion, but also the experts I love working with, you know, the people that I lean on in my business. Um, so it's it's bringing them in into this new model as well. Um, and there will be more to it. So there's the initial phase, as I said, in February, in, sorry, March. And then there's there's a few different elements of it that I want to roll out over time as well. So um, I think it's going to be game changing and life changing for for the women who come through it and join it. And I think it's also been game changing and life changing for me because it's the, it's like the home, it's the hub that I've been w- not waiting for, but, but moving closer and closer to over the last four years. And this is it, like, this is it realized in, in a home under an awesome name and a platform that is really going to, it's really going to make an impact for, for the people who are part of it, but also the kind of the broader industry plans that I have for it as well. So it's very exciting. Now there's another thing is retreats for this year. I've had so many people asking me about retreats just in the last two weeks. It's crazy um, and awesome. So I was there was a big goal that I was going to make happen in July, which we've moved back to the end of the year. I think I will do retreats this year. Um, I had said I wouldn't because I'm nervous about COVID and, and given that I had to postpone slash cancel three retreats in 2020, 2020. And um, I'm just nervous, but it feels like in Australia and I mean, even more so in Europe, like Ireland, there's no restrictions at all in Ireland, UK, same. Um, I feel more confident. So I'm going to make a call on that over the next month or so. Um, so yeah, stay tuned on retreats. Um, and then books. So I got such good news yesterday. So my publisher, Fiona, has been f- keeping me updated on book sales in terms of at bookshops for, for Step Into You that launched um, at the end of December. And it's going well. Like she's she's really happy with how it's selling in bookstores, but Audible, for whatever reason, is quite slow at sending through the the sales data from from their end for the audiobook. And I feel like two out of three people who've told me they've read the book have listened to it. So myself and Fiona have been like, come on, like we just want to know how it's going. And she sent me through the data yesterday. So for context, she told me most audiobooks expect to do a thousand to two thousand copies as in sales a year. And Step Into You sold 475 copies in January alone, which is amazing. I was so thrilled when I got her message yesterday because um, I, of course, want to do more books. 
But um, we're actually talking about doing like an audio only book because I mean, also, I just think eco wise, like how much better is that for the environment if people just listen and there's no paper waste and trees that have to be cut down for your books. So yeah, we're talking about that. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Um, so yeah, stay tuned. It's, it's very early days on that one, but myself and Fiona would both love to make that happen. And um, what else do I need to tell you about? So mentoring. So I will keep doing mentoring this year. And I honestly think I will probably always do some element of one-on-one mentoring because it's just so soul nourishing to get to dive deep with someone one-on-one and do that work with them. Um, so what I decided to do, so this is something that I say to my mentees, like if you're too busy, like if you literally have not enough space for the people who want to buy your product service, time-based service from you, then you need to increase your prices. So, um, what I have done is I've added to my power quarter mentoring package. So I've added quite a few new touch points in there, made it more like of an always on, not always on as in you're constantly talking to me for three months, but, um, added in a lot more support over that three month program and, and increase the prices, the price for it. Um, which is always scary, but at the moment I am booked out for mentoring and, the, the challenge that you start to get is that when, for example, I'm creating this new platform, which requires, you know, quite a few days of me sitting down and creating it and speaking to the different experts that I want to bring on board and so on and reviewing uh, creative and so on from the team. When, when I have that amount of creative work to do to get something else to to, to market, essentially to, to have it ready, that when I'm doing days and days and days upon mentoring that I absolutely love doing. But the opportunity cost to that then is that there's no chance for me to get ahead in terms of the the longer term platforms that I've got in mind that I want to create. So that's been a challenge. So what I've decided to do is I would rather work with less mentees and invest a lot more of me in them and hold that space for them even more than I already do. And for them to invest more heavily as well, because, and this is what I've noticed every time I've increased my rates for mentoring, the level of taking shit seriously that I get increases massively in terms of the mentees that I I attract. So because they're paying more, they're more invested and just the actual results we get together are so much more amplified. So yeah, prices have gone up as of this week, which as I said, always scary, but I'm, 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 I'm keeping my eye on the kind of longer term game and, and, and creating this platform that I know is going to have such massive impact. And acknowledging that a lot more people will say no, which is fine. I think the right people will say yes. And when they say yes, I will know when I'm spending time with them that this is absolutely, it's, it's a good match, essentially. So ah, actually, and the other thing I've also done is I've added VIP days into my mentoring offer. So until now, I've only ever done VIP days with existing mentees. And, and I love them. It's just me, them in a room, and we just smash it out for a day. It's so fun. I love it. I just go crazy on the whiteboard. We stop for a nice lunch. It's it's really, really, really fun. So I just realized, oh, well, I could just open those up. Like, would love to do one of those a month. That would be super fun. So I've also added VIP days in as well. But obviously, spots are capped because priority goes to existing mentees, my power quarter mentees, and also um, everyone who's part of this new platform. Um, but yeah, it feels like a nice balance. I really love this. Actually, you might, you might find this helpful for setting prices in your business. One of my um, business coaches, Ronan Pell, once said to me that 
a good test of a, a good test is if, if you've hit on the right price or not for your business or for a product or service, even if it's not your own business, if, if you're a professional, is that if people say yes for that figure, you'll be happy. And if people say no for that figure, you'll also be happy. And and for me, with the pricing that I've created with my new my new um the the, the, the mentoring office or the, the upgraded power quarter mentoring and also the new VIP day. If people say yes for that, I will be thrilled. And if people say no for that, I'll also be thrilled because I know that that's more space to to create the the, the platform that I want to build as well. So yeah, whew, I feel like I just gave you like a whistle stop tour of my business <laughs> this year. But yeah, I thought it'd be fun just to get you across because you're, of course, if you're listening to this, you're in some way invested in me and my business. And I thank you deeply for that. And I wanted to, yeah, it's just, I, I love talking business. I love talking business plans and, and why I've come to certain decisions and and how I'm approaching different things in my business. So I thought it'd be fun fun to share that. Um, and yeah, I'm just feeling so lit up by the business. Uh, like last night, like Wade, Wade's away in Canberra at the moment and he was away last night and I put the kids down. They were both down at seven, 10 past seven last night and I just wanted to work. So I came in and said, I'll just do an hour and then ended up like switching off my laptop a quarter to 10, which is very not in line with my energy management plan, to be fair. But um, it feels really nice to be doing so much work when I really want, like I'm excited by the work that I'm doing. And of course, the, the mentoring I'm doing as well. So um, yeah, it just feels really good and, and I'm feeling really lit up by it, but I, I I am very mindful I need to manage my energy. So tonight it's hard finish, a quarter to three when I go pick up Lexi from school for the afternoon and she's starting gymnastics this afternoon. She's so excited. And so yeah, hard finish, a quarter to three today and, that, and that's it. I, I'm not getting back online tonight. I'm going to, I've got it all planned. I'm going to, baby's down to bed at seven. I'm going to have a bath and I'm going to get into book, get, get into, get into book, get into bed early with my book. I'm reading, um, a really good novel at the moment, which is, I'm kind of taking, reading four or five nonfiction and then like breaking it up with, with fiction. And I'm really, really enjoying that. So energy management is key, of course, for this year. I need to take my own medicine on that one. So yeah, I'm feeling really lit up, but I'm also feeling really grateful because I mean, being very transparent with you as I always like to be. There have been quite a few moments on the journey over the last four years where I've gone, oh my God, is online business just too hard? Um, you know, have I got what it takes to do this? And I feel like I'm at the point now where it's just about to go bang. It's already going bang, but it's about to go really big. And like I said, it's it's the red journal feeling like it's this is the step change, game change year. And it's it's so freaking exciting. I am so excited, but I'm also grateful to myself for staying the course you know, I think like most entrepreneurs, I, I checked out Seek a couple of times over the last four years. So, um, and I actually don't know if maybe you need to have the checking out Seek. Sorry for anyone who's not in Australia, Seek is like a, a job ads website. So maybe you need to have the Seek moments um, in order to really appreciate when things are going really, really well in, in, in our businesses. So yes, biggest thanks to you for following along. As I said, you're obviously listening. You're part of my business, even if you don't know it. So thank you so much for being part of it. I wouldn't be able to create the things that I do without having the the incredible community that I have on here, also on Instagram, my emails and yeah, like events and, and, and so on as well. So I cannot wait to share more about my new platform with you next month. And I'm actually going to be doing a kind of like a warm-up um, masterclass on a similar t- part part of the platform in a, in a few weeks. So yeah, stay tuned for that. And yeah, thank you so much as always for listening and yeah, sending much love and big thanks again to Nature Nate's Honey for being part of this episode and making it 
extra possible as well. So thank you and I will see you, chat to you again next week. Thank you for being part of this week's episode. It was remarkable to have you. I am always keen to hear your thoughts, questions, ideas and suggestions for future topics for the podcast. So please get in touch on Instagram. My handle is at Lorraine Remarks and through my website, lorrainemurphy.com.au. If you're enjoying what I'm putting out here, please do rate, review or subscribe to the podcast so more people can find out about it and we can build this special community or even better, do all three. Chat to you next week.